This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. Happy New Year. I am so happy to welcome 2021 into our lives. Today, you're listening to episode 295, and I'm talking with Andrea ramirez Limon. This is another Marathon Project recap type episode, but in this episode, we get to learn about Andrea's life pre-Marathon Project as well. The other Marathon Project interviews I've done, they were second or third interviews with the people who ran. And this is my first time talking with Andrea. So I'm so excited to have her on the show, get to know her and share her story with you all. Andrea placed sixth at the Marathon Project in a time of 2.26.34, which was a six minute PR for her and only her second marathon. In this race, she became the third fastest marathoner from Mexico of all time. And of course, she hit the Olympic standard, which was a big goal. The Olympic standard is 229.30 for the marathon for women. So that was a huge deal for her. And Andrea has a remarkable story of pursuing her passion, even when others told her it was time to move on. She ran her first race at the age of 18 when she entered a 10K. Andrea ran in college, but it wasn't until after college, in a few years of feeling a little bit lost, that she realized what her potential really was. She started working with a coach about three years ago and debuted the marathon in Houston with that time of 2.32. Then later this past year, she ran a 70-minute half marathon and finished off the year with that 2.26 at the Marathon Project. I am so excited to share Andrea's story with you all, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Prevenex. Prevenex is where I get all of my vitamins and supplements. I particularly want to share with you about their Joint Health Plus, which is a supplement that protects your joints. The Joint Health Plus combines ingredients that have natural anti-inflammatory and pain reliever properties in them, and it is clinically proven to reduce your joint pain and stiffness and improve your flexibility in just seven to 10 days. I know so many runners who have started taking this product, including myself and We've all seen really great results. So if you're looking for some longevity in the sport, Joint Health Plus by Prevenex is the way to go. They also have a really great protein powder that I use every day with my kids and myself. Go to Prevenex.com, use the code ANOTHER at checkout, and you'll get 15% off your order. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Andrea ramirez Lamon. Well, today on the podcast, I am so honored to have Andrea Lehman on the show. Welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Thank you. How are you, Lindsay? (laughs) Thanks for inviting me. Yes, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations on such an amazing race at the Marathon Project. Oh, thank you. I'm very proud of my results. Yeah. Are you back home in Mexico City now? Yes, I actually arrived on Monday. It was a very short trip. Well, I want to hear about your story. You know, this is the first I've heard your name, you know, after the Marathon Project. And 
it sounds like it's such an exciting time for you. So this puts you, this race, the Marathon Project, puts you at the third fastest all-time time for your country. And that is so exciting. Were you shooting for that kind of goal going into the race? No, I actually was looking for the qualification time for the Olympics. Yeah. That was our first goal, but uh, everything went fine and I didn't realize I was the third fastest time of all um, Mexico history. Um, I just, I noticed that like two hours later that <laughs> a coach uh, wrote me and said, Andrea, you are the third fastest time of all times. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah. So the 229.30 is the Olympic standard. So that was your first goal. Yes, that was my first goal. Actually, I went to Houston early on January. I was looking for the Olympic qualification time, but it didn't went, went well. It was so windy and so cold, and I didn't feel uh, so strong enough. So I made a time of 2.32, 37. So I was so close for the qualification time, and I, I actually was going Uh, to run in Europe on April to make another another try to the qualification time. But be because of the pandemic, everything mm. went down and uh, we found the, the marathon project and we said like, this is the time and you're going to make it. And I did. That's so exciting. What a great opportunity that the, the uh, staff there, Ben and Josh and their team, what a great opportunity they provided for so many people like you to get out there and, and hit that standard. Yes, I, I'm very glad that Ben and John made an incredible project. Um, everything was fine, all the amenities, all the, the route uh, was perfect, the climate I would love to run again in December, the marathon, if they do it again. Yeah, hopefully this is like a new yearly thing. It's it's really exciting. Now, you didn't just run the standard, though. You kind of blew it out of the water with the 226.34. Did you know that you were in shape to run well below it if you had a good day? Yes, uh, I ran the World Half Marathon Championship in Gidnia in Poland on October. I made my PB of one hour and 10 minutes and 20 seconds. So that gave me um, confidence and that made me feel stronger. And my coach and I talk about it and it's like, oh, you run excellent the half marathon. So you need to pass Uh, two, two and a half minutes slower than your PB. Mm. So everything is possible. And we train a lot during November and so many miles. And we were very confident. I felt stronger. Um, I felt in peace. That is very important for me to run in peace. To run I think in that's, peace. Yes. That's the key for my success, I think. I love that. Okay. So how do you do that? How do you get your head there? Oh, well, it's like a mental process. It's like trusting in me because when I was a kid, I didn't trust at all at myself. Mm. I was like, uh, 
well, I felt like I was a common girl, um, like everybody else. Mm. I I didn't feel like I was capable of uh, running. Um, actually, I didn't make any sports at all when I was little, just swimming. But I, uh, when I look back and I said, like, everything is possible. I need to have faith in me. I feel stronger every day when I wake up. I the first um, thought that I have is like um, you are you are capable of everything, and your body and your mind and your soul are, are prepared to do something amazing. You are not like everyone else. You have like a gift of God, and you have to be in peace. You need to uh, do. You need when you when I run, I run in peace. I I enjoy a lot uh, to run. Uh, it makes me feel free like a bird, and I feel like I can touch the sky and the stars, and that's amazing. So it's a mental preparation, and I feel confident, and that's how I search for peace when I'm running. Wow, that's so beautiful. So you mentioned that you didn't really do sports when you were a kid. When did you realize that you did have a gift and that you did love to run? Actually, when I was a kid also, I also wanted to find my talent because I looked to my classmates and one girl was excellent in painting and the other one was in music and some in maths and science and I was looking for my talent mm. and well when I was little uh, my mother uh, sang me in a competition of running like 10,000 meters and I was very slow as a turtle so <laughs> I, I was like no no my, that's not my way so when I started college I just started to uh, take care about my body and then I started to run. I started to run at the track. And then a coach, uh, the track coach saw me and said, Andrea, you have something. You, I see something in you. And I was like, no, I just like to run for fun. No, 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 you need to run. And then I, I continued running. And then the coach told me, Andrea, you need to run, you need to run. And I was like, no, I don't want to compete. I just <laughs> run for fun. And then one time my coach uh, told me, you know what? I, I already signed you in a, in a track competition and you're going to come tomorrow. And I was like, no coach, but <laughs> I don't even know you. And then I start running that um, first 10,000 meters race and I got... Uh, second place so I was like oh my god I think I found my talent <laughs> that's my a far <laughs> distance for your yes. first race <laughs> yes I know and my little boys in my head told me you found your talent oh I love that now how <laughs> old were you when that happened I was 18 years old 18 Yes. Whoa, that's crazy. I, w I was not expecting you to be that old when that happened. Wow. So at yes. 18, you run your first 10,000 meters, you get second place, and you realize you found your talent. Yes. So, and I love the 
well, the friends you do there in the track and in competitions, I fell completely in love with track. And then when I ended college, then I was like everyone else. Uh, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with my life? And all my family and all my friends were like, no, you need to you need to work in a company. You need to or put your own business and be an entrepreneur. And I was like, oh, but I want to continue running in a professional way. And everyone around me was saying, no, you need to mm. uh, to to continue like everyone else. Uh, you're not going to do uh, something with just running and running. But I decided to, to follow my passion and I started to run professional. But it took me five years uh, to, be, to become as good as I am now. Tell me a little bit about growing up in Mexico City and um, like school and, and were lots of kids playing sports during that time? I just kind of want to get a picture of what it's like to grow up where you grew up. Um, yes, in my school, it, it's like an American style. Okay. So you practice and they are very focused on sports and arts and dancing and uh, entrepreneur also. Entrepreneur uh, sp- sp- spirit, no. So um, uh, everyone practice um, sports, any kind of sports in the school. In other schools, no, they don't focus on sports or talents. They just focus on studying and be the best in studying because you're going to work in a company and you're gonna die in, die in that company. Yeah. So you did you go to college in Mexico City? Uh, yes, at um, Monterrey, uh, at uh, Tec de Monterrey. Okay. And yes. what, did, what did you go to school for? Uh, I studied um, international business. So you graduate school. Everybody around you is telling you you need to get a job. You and your heart know that you want to pursue running. Do you take a job and then keep running on the side at first? Uh, no, I just... Uh, run and run. I didn't actually have a job, but I just continue running and just forget about every everyone else. Just focus on what I was good at. Okay, so tell me about finding your coach and what it's like working with him and when you really realize, like, I could run the Olympic standard and I should train for this and I I could make this my job. Yes, of course. When it was the 2016 Olympics in Rio, I watched uh, a girl who ran and who went to the Olympics. And I was like, oh, I want to be there. I want to be there. Maybe next in the next Olympics in Tokyo. And the next day I started to, when I woke up, I was like, today is my day one uh, training to the Olympics. So um, when I actually met my coach when he was preparing for the marathon in the Olympics in Rio, well, he was going to make the qualification time. Okay. But it it didn't went went well and he didn't qualify. So I I watched him uh, train in the track and train in their mountains and I admire him since the first time I met him. 
And then he started to train another kids and I was like, can I, can you train me? Mm. And he was like, no, no, I don't train women. Ah. I just train men. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I insisted and I said, please, please train me, train me. And he was like, no, I don't train women. <laughs> <laughs> the third time that I told him, I invited him um, to a coffee bar and and I sat down with him and I was like, I could do better than men. So I can make everything possible. I can, I know what I'm capable of and we can work together and do a great job. I want to go to the Olympics and that's a dream that no one can take me. So I think I, I feel in my heart that you are the one, you are the coach that I need and please train me and he was like okay I will train you and it was two years and a half ago that we started working together and we make a great team I think the best team in Mexico mm. and he's supportive and he motivates me and he makes me a better person so are you training alongside a lot of the men that he coaches or do you have any women that you can train with? No. Um, I, I'm like the, the fastest woman in the team. Okay. Uh, but he have, um, like two other women and men. No, uh, there's no men at all now. Okay. Just the women. So now he prefers to train women. <laughs> no men. I love it. He says I don't train women and now he only trains women. <laughs> yes, that's a funny thing. Is he now is he just focused on coaching now or is he still in, still pursuing his own running endeavors? Uh no, he's just coaching. Okay, so tell me about the progression to get to that 22634. I mean, we walk back to your 18, you run your first 10k, you go to college, now, when you're in college, are you competing in college? Like, are you running on the team? Uh, yes, I run in the team, but I wasn't good at all. I always uh, had the fourth place and no one see me. And everyone told me that uh, I was bad at running again. So People told you you were bad at running? Yes, because I got fourth place. Oh, <laughs> and in the, my gosh. Y- yes, and in the nationals, uh, like the national trials, um, I always got like the last place. <laughs> okay, so what changed for you? Because clearly you're working really hard and you anybody who runs a 226 marathon has to work really hard. But there's a little bit of a, there's a gift there as well. There's a talent there as well. So what changed in your training style and in methods to excel so much after after college um i think it's like well for me it's the mental thing Mm. as we as i told you before uh to be in peace with myself to be in peace in what i do to enjoy running because uh, when i was in college i felt like a little pressure to be Mm. better and better Mm. and now i i always have fun when i I run and I feel free when I run and that's that's also my mentality now uh, also to trust in my coach because um, when I have 
the a previous coach. I didn't trust him. I didn't trust the work, and so everything went da went down. So and now I trust completely in my coach and completely in the progress and in the work and in the training. So I think that's the key. Also, I trust him and I feel very good uh, with him and push to the limits because I was like, oh my god, I I have a I feel bad. I don't mm. ha I don't have to train now uh -huh. and a day lost. So yeah. now it's like um, if it hurts, it doesn't matter. Tomorrow will be a better day. Or just to think, um, if I feel bad in the comp during the competition or during a marathon, I told I tell to myself it's just one one mile to go. the The other mile will be better, and forget about the past miles. Just focus on the present mile. So you said you started to get better at running when you were twenty five. So that's three years ago. If you're twenty eight now. What were you doing in the years post-college until you hit 25? Um, I was lost in my life, oh. actually. Yes, That's, that's common. That is so common. <laughs> yes, I know. But I was like, eh, I need to train or maybe uh, get a job. Or maybe I could make my own business. Mm. Or maybe uh, I could do whatever, um, anything else. And not just running, and I was like a little confused. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was like a little lost in life. I didn't have a purpose, actually. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like anybody listening that is coming out of college and feels that way, like Andrea just said, like I, I felt that way too. I mean, professional running was never going to be a thing for me, but just in general, you get out of college and you're like, okay, I'm supposed to have it figured out and know what I'm going to do with my life. And it's it's just not that way for most people. Yes, just don't give up on your passion. I, that's a lesson that I learned. You hit 25, that's when you start working with your coach and really finding what, what you're really made of. Yes. Okay, so what kind of training do you do? How, like weekly mileage and things like that. Are you running 100-mile weeks? Uh, yes, or more than, I am running one, 180K, okay. yes, and 190K, uh, 111 miles. So you run the 232 in Houston, windy day, cold, you knew you had more in you though, and then you, you run that 110 at the World Half Championships. Now you hit the standard, 226.34. You hit the standard by almost three minutes. What now? Tell us about the selection process in Mexico for the Olympic team. Okay. For women, it's the third the third fastest science of, of all the year, of all the qualification time. Mm -hmm. For example, for me, I have 2.26. If two girls do 228 and 229 the three of us are qualified for make the Mexico team so you have the all-time third fastest time in Mexico but right now in current time you're the fastest right yes I'm the fastest what does that feel like oh I'm so <laughs> proud so so <laughs> proud of myself yeah is this a dream come true 
yes, it's a dream come true. I didn't thought that I can run so fast. I I have a, the Olympic dream as any other athlete, but I didn't realize that I can crush it in so many t so little time, you know? So this is only your second marathon. You go from 232.36 to 226.34. You're 28 years old. I mean, at least another 10 years of good marathoning in you. I'm just kind of rounding numbers here. This is so exciting. Are you just, are you sitting in the accomplishment, but at the same time, are you excited about what the future holds? Yes, I'm so excited. I have so many plans. I want to run and um, like, like 100 years more <laughs> because I really found my talent and I'm excellent and at running. So I don't want to change a thing. Actually, when I went to Houston, I'm going to, um, to when I went to Houston, I, I was invited to form the elite, the elite team in Houston Marathon. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I was invited to be an elite uh, athlete, and it was a totally magnificent experience. Mm. I met um, Alexi Papas, that I am a big fan of, of her, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to meet Alexi Papas. And I was so excited, and everything, my, my, my fear of being there, uh, Like if I'm gonna make the Olympic qualification time, was uh, disappeared when I found I was sitting next to Alexi Papas, mm. <laughs> and I I was like, oh my god, can I take a photo with you? And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now she and, now she's gonna be a fan of you. <laughs> yes, and I met incredible people, and everyone, the elite runners are very nice and so, so good. And I was like, can I take a photo? Can I take a photo? <laughs> Or another thing, when I was like doing my elite fluids, I was like, oh my God, I need to put something pink in my, in my fluid. Yes, you can do whatever you want. And I was like decorating all my fluids with stars and <laughs> with hearts and because that was new for me it was a new experience and I really enjoy it Hey friends, a quick break here I want to let you know about a little virtual mile I'm putting on Every year I partner with the Donna Foundation and encourage people to run the Donna Marathon weekend which by the way it's coming up the weekend of February 12th through the 14th. There's a 5K, a half marathon, a marathon, and an ultra distance option. And all the proceeds to that race go to the Donna Foundation, which helps individuals walking through breast cancer. They have a care line and they're helping people who are walking through this terrible disease. The foundation also funds groundbreaking research. Well, a couple years ago, I decided to raise funds for the Donna Foundation as well as promote their race. And I took a year off last year, but I'm back at it this year. I feel super passionate about it this year because as most organizations have taken a hit with the pandemic, the Donna Foundation and those who benefit from the foundation have been affected by this pandemic. So I thought I'd get a little creative and this year 
I'm going to do a one mile race. It's called the Michelob Mile. Michelob Ultra sponsored my training programs over the spring and a lot of those programs got canceled. So I thought, let's get creative and do something virtual together. So all you do to support the Donna Foundation through this Michelob Mile is go register. You pay the amount that you think you'll run your mile time in and all of the proceeds for that one mile race go directly to my fundraising efforts for the Donna Foundation. So I thought this would be super fun to start the year off with the Michelob Mile. You can try to run it as fast as you can. You can just jog the mile, whatever you want to do to get that mile in. To register and get your mile in, go to moremilesraces.com slash Michelob Mile. Kelly from More Miles More Fun has helped me set this page up. She's amazing. So again, go to moremilesraces.com slash Michelob mile to register. You just pay the amount of money you think you'll run your mile time in. So if you think you're going to run an eight minute mile, you pay $8. And again, all of these proceeds go to the Donna Foundation. And then if you haven't registered for the Donna Marathon weekend yet, you can also still do that when you go to breastcancermarathon.com. If you're local to Indy, we are going to do a small little neighborhood loop from my house. Anybody can participate. We'll keep distanced, wear masks before the race and after the race and everything. And it's just going to be a place where you can come do that run with a very small group of people if you'd like to join us. You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and my Facebook group. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine if you want to get hooked up with us to do that run with us. All right. That was a lot of information. If you don't want to do the mile and you do just want to donate to my fundraising efforts, you can find all that information in the show notes of this episode at lindsayhine.com. All right. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with Andrea. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, I think a lot of uh, professional runners, you know, if they if they came from running um, in college on a really high, at a really high level and went straight to pro, it's kind of like all they've ever known as far as like getting that treatment, that elite treatment. And so it's pretty cool to hear you, a 226 marathoner, talk about how like foreign that experience was to you less than one year ago and how new <laughs> it was. Yes, it was a new experience. And I was like, oh my God. And when I checked the day entries, in women, I saw Alexi Papas and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to run with her again. Well, you know, at the Marathon Project, um, you were running with arguably many of the fastest women in America. And, I know. You know, and, and Canada. We had uh, Natasha Wodak. She was the first woman. She was right in front of you. And you yes. placed sixth in that field. <laughs> I know. Actually, I'm gonna talk. I want. I'm gonna tell you, um, Lindsay, that I ran a couple of years ago with Sarah Hall. Okay. She came to Mexico because um, Ryan is friend of Juan Luis Barrios. Okay. The greatest um, runner in here in Mexico. Okay. So. Uh, they came and uh, Juan Luis invited me to run because I know uh, Sarah Hall is willing to run with a Aww. with someone and I thought and I thought about you and I was like 
I don't know Sarah how. So we went to run two two days, and uh, I talked with her, and I told her that my dream was to do in the Olympics, and I'm going to train a lot to do to Tokyo 2020 Olympics. And she was like, "Oh my God, that's fine. You're gonna make it." <laughs> and actually when she lived in Mexico I followed her on Instagram and I I didn't realize she was Sarah Hall and I was like oh my god I ran with Sarah Hall I didn't realize who was I was running with you know and when I saw her in the marathon project I was like oh my god I run I already ran with her and when I when we reached the well when they were all taking photos and giving us the medals I was like Sarah do you remember me I was I am Andrea you ran with me in Mexico and I told you that I wanted to qualify for Tokyo Olympics do you remember me and she was so excited with everyone talking to her and she was like yeah 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 I remember you <laughs> and and she hugged me and she told me oh congratulations Andrea and I was like oh my god I'm so happy you did it It's that's crazy. Years ago on the run, you told her that dream and then you did it in that same race that she was in. When you went to the marathon project and you looked at the field was the Olympic standard was your number one goal. But placing sixth was that like, did you were you even thinking about place at all? No, I wasn't thinking about place, just focused on my running and the qualification time. But I run fastest. Um, one week uh, uh, previous to the competition, I talked to my coach and he said, like, Andrea, you are in perfect shape. Uh, you need to run better. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, well, when I train, I always think in numbers, mm. in numbers, numbers, numbers. Um, So when he told me in a training, I remember he told me, no, you're going to run better than 229.30. You're going to, to go with the, with the pacer of 226. And I was like very worried because in my mind, I was thinking and thinking about the 229.30. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I could run fastest. And I don't know if I can make it to in the pace of 226. And I was like very worried, but the, my coach told me, don't worry, you are strong enough, you can do it, you can do it. And then I I made my numbers and I was like, oh my God, I just need to run uh, the half marathon two, two minutes and a half um, and slower than my PB and I can do it. So um, just that made me calm. Thinking of numbers made me calm and in peace so when I started to run in the marathon project I was like okay I'm ready to run in the with the pacer of 226 so I did well actually I didn't uh, went with the pacer because at the at when we started the competition I felt the pace very very fast for me and I was like um you need to be um Uh, it's a marathon. Anything uh, can happen. So you need to 
to feel the pace and start slower. So that's one, that's the reason I didn't went to with a pace of 226, but I was always looking at, uh, at them. And actually, when I talked at the end of the competition, I talked with Natasha and she told me, oh, Andrea, what, why can't you? We were at the same pace all the, all the entire competition. Why can't you didn't follow us? And I was like, oh, my God, because I, the first K or the first mile, I felt like very fast the pace. So I made my own, my own competition and my own pace. But actually, we were at the same pace. So you, like you start the race thinking I'm going to start with a 226 pace group, but they, what they're doing feels a little too fast for you. So you, you just kind of stay back. But in reality, you're back, but you're running the same pace. Yes. Yeah. Do you think, so did you run the whole race alone? Uh, Yes. Well, in the first, I think the the first, like, Mm, five miles I was running with my with another Mexican girl oh Ursula but, right yes 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 Ursula but she didn't support the pace so I started to run alone when did you feel like I think I'm gonna hit the standard today like this is gonna happen at the half marathon okay and when I was doing a, an excellent job was in in the 40k <laughs> just yeah. two kilometers left yeah. but I was like phew I made a I am doing an excellent race I can do this I can do this and because I always think about uh, numbers I actually didn't enjoy a lot the moment so my coach was at I think like 80, 80 meters left. Okay. And he, he told me, Andrea, you need to enjoy your race. Aww. You made an excellent job. You need to raise your hands and enjoy this Aww. moment because you are going to Tokyo 2020, 2021 Olympics. And I was like, oh, uh, you're right. You're right. I need to, to, to put my hands up and enjoy the moment. But you, you know, you talked about earlier in the conversation, having that peace when you run. Did you feel that peace in this race? Yes. Um, I felt peace uh, because I felt concentrated on what I was doing. And actually, uh, some people told me, you need to raise your, 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 you need to, uh, put your eyes in front, not in the floor. And I was like, no, I need to see the floor because I think I'm gonna gonna do something stupid. <laughs> so I need to to look at the floor, not at the front, like everyone else. So you kind of run. You just do you just naturally run with your head down like that? Yes, I run with my eyes on the floor. On the floor, always. So you watching your feet? Yes, I'm watching my feet, and that makes me feel calm. <laughs> Okay, interesting. So tell me about sponsorship and what this looks like for you. Um, I didn't have a sponsorship uh, at all. Well, I have um, some people in the government that give me some help, okay. uh, monetary help, but I don't have a, a big sponsor. So, But we've, during this the last week and this week, um, everyone knows my name now <laughs> and everyone knows who Andrea is. So I think it's going to, 
it's going to, I need to meditate because I have a lot of calls and a lot of sponsorships right now. A lot of people because, seek, seeking yes. information about possibly sponsoring you. Yes. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Is this, this is, this is the, the goal then to, to do this for, for your job. And obviously with that Olympic standard and most likely being selected for the Olympic team, it looks like it's the dream is coming true. Yes, my little dream. Also, um, when I was a little girl, uh, I watched my mother watching the Olympics and she was like an expert in every sport, mm. in gymnastics, in running, in uh, weightlifting. And I was like, oh my God, how could it be possible to know about all the sports? And she was like, ha ha ha, because I like them. And now my mother passed away 10 years ago. And that, that's how I honor her, mm. her name. Yes. What do you think she would think of all this? Oh, my God. I think she would be very proud. I know she's looking, in the, she's looking for me and she always guides me. And sometimes when things don't go uh, well, I always think, what my mother can, what's the advice that my mother could give me? Or sometimes I feel a little sad because um, I admire her and everything that she sees, all the, all the things that she said to me, and always, I remember them. And I don't know, I just feel like that she is very proud of me right now that I follow my dream and that I found my talent and that I'm happy uh, to wake up every, every day and feeling satisfied with myself. And I think she's very proud of it. Yeah, that you lost your mom at such a young age. How do you think that changed the trajectory of your life and, and who you are today? Um, well, it changed me, of course. It was, uh, it was a very hard time for me. I didn't know what to do with my life. Mm. Um, I, did, I was uh, looking for my career at the university and... Mm, I was like very confused <laughs> and that changed me but that changed that the the death of my mom changed me in a good way I think I I became a better a better person I I thought when she passed away I thought I wouldn't be that happy well I, I've always been happy I'm a happy girl and when she passed away, I thought that all the happiness will disappear from me. But it wasn't true. I'm, I'm happy with me and I'm happy with life. Hey, everybody. Another quick break to let you know that I have half marathon and marathon training plans for sale on my website, lindsayhine.com. I slashed the prices for the new year. So if you're looking to train for a half marathon or a marathon, I have four different half marathon training plan options as well as three different marathon training plan options on my website at lindsayhine.com. When you go to the website, you can click on each plan and see what the mileage starts at, what it peaks out at, 
what your long runs peak out at and choose the plan that is best suited for you. I also want to let you know that this podcast is part of the Sandy Boy Productions Network and we have three other shows in this network. Why is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine, me. That is a parenting podcast that I started in October. The Up and Running Podcast with Lauren and Abby, which is a news-based running podcast. Those women are doing an amazing job over there. And then we have the Illuminate Podcast, which is a show where we are bringing you stories of people doing really cool, uplifting work in the world. That show has rotating hosts, myself, Kristen Sruer, and Emma Benner. Recently, Emma, who is my assistant, has taken the lead over there and she's doing an amazing job. I hope you check those shows out and let us know what you think. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with Andrea. So in your um, in your email, you mentioned that you loved singing. Do you sing for fun? Yes, but I sing in my shower and I sing in my car. I love to sing in my car. Uh, when I go to, to my training, I always sing and I love to sing um, when I arrived well, my when I drive from training to my house, I love to to sing. And my husband tell me that I'm good at singing, Aww. but I'm a little but I'm a little shy. I love that. But I, yes, but I love singing. And before the days before the competition, I I locked myself in the bathroom and I and I sing and I dance. <laughs> A lot, like one hour of singing and dancing, and I feel like a superstar singing. Oh, I love that. What kind of music do you listen to? Mm, uh, a lot of music. You know what? My favorite, uh, well, I love Avril Lavigne. Oh, oh, really? Yes, I love Avril Lavigne since I was little. And um, she had uh, specific songs that that um, for example some some songs about her are about uh losing a losing a family member oh. and i lost a family member and he her last release was about um because she's a warrior and she fights for her life and she's like a soldier and so i get empowered with her song about warrior <laughs> I love that. Avril Lavigne, is she still making music? Yeah, she's still making music. Isn't she? Why you got to go and make things so complicated? Isn't that one of her songs? Do you know <laughs> yes. that one? <laughs> yes, of course. And, and the Skater Boy song, that was from back of in the course. day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is, that's awesome. Do you listen to music when you run ever? Um, sometimes. Um, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, for example, before the competition, my my jam was running the soundtrack of Creep <laughs> because I was like, oh my god, I'm like a, I'm like Creed from Rocky because I'm going to run in here in Phoenix and it's like the desert, so I'm gonna run like Creed and <laughs> I'm gonna fight. <laughs> so that was my jam actually when previous to the competition creed like creed <laughs> yes creed as in creed. The, the band no 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 creed uh, is from no the movie the the movie of creed the son of 
or Creed. Um, I don't know the uh, the movie Rocky. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Okay. Oh, Rocky. Yes. Yes, Rocky Balboa. He had a friend, and he was a fighter too. And now he had a son, and the son, uh, he was going to fight, and that's where the the sound the the music appeared, and I felt like like him, like I was gonna run in the in the desert. Did you feel like that at the marathon project? Yes, I felt very confident. I felt. When I run, actually, I I think in my mind that I'm a car. <laughs> okay. I'm a car. And, or maybe um, before the race, I felt like I'm a warrior, um, that I'm going to, to do the best she can. Uh, I get empowered with, with that, with thinking I'm a, a warrior and I'm going to go to war, that is the competition, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to to seek for my dream, and I'm going to fight against everything about, against uh, the climate or the wind or the cold or the, or maybe the hot temperatures. And when I end the war or the competition in this case, I will um, felt uh, powerful and that I that I win the battle, you know? Yeah. Do you say those words? Like, I imagine you running the race saying powerful warrior. Yes. Or what the last words or the previous words that I tell to myself, it's you are, uh, you are created for something extraordinary. Make it count. Ah, I love that. That's so good. Yes. You are created for something extraordinary. Make it count. Write that down, everybody. That's good. That's really <laughs> yes. good. All right, Andrea, what what is one thing professionally or personally that you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Um, I would like to to put my own business. Mm. Yes. Uh, maybe I love coffee. I okay. love coffee. So maybe something related with coffee like a coffee bar or uh, focused on searching the best coffee ever. And maybe when you came to Mexico, you, you come to my coffee bar and you will um, listen to jazz and listen and read a good book in my coffee bar. You can have like runner meetups at your coffee bar. Yes. So fun. What does, yes. what does your husband do? Uh, he have um, an accounting um, an accounting company. Okay, okay. And how did you guys meet? Uh, we met at the university. We okay. met in dance class. Dance class. What kind of yes. dance? A salsa. <laughs> okay. Do you, and do you love to do salsa dancing? Yes. Oh, so uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. So we met there. Um, and then, how long ago did you guys get married? And we got married five years ago. Okay. And I feel very, very calm. Um, well, he's the love of my life. Oh, I love it. That's so awesome. <laughs> yes. What is an accomplishment you're most proud of? Uh, the Arizona, the Arizona Marathon. Well, the Marathon Project is my greatest accomplishment. 
Okay, Andrea, what is the best, most recent book you've read? Um, I've read um, uh, the book of Dottier. It's written by a girl who do CrossFit. Okay. So uh, it's like a memoir. Okay. And I, I loved the book. It teaches me a lot. And I love to read about the athletes and how they think and how they prepare for competitions that make me stronger. And uh, I know I feel very confident because they understand me and they understand what what every other athlete do. And I feel like like home when I read those books. Um, I might have you email me the um, the link to that so I can link it up in the show notes. Yes, of course. Um, okay, and then who is someone fun, motivating, or inspiring that you would like to have coffee, tea, or a cocktail with? Mm, that's a nice question. I thought about it, and maybe it will sound strange, but I would love to take a coffee with my personal angel, my guardian angel. I would love to have coffee with, with him because um, I have like a... I believe in angels and in guardian angels. So um, I would love to talk with him and say like, oh, thank you for always uh, take care of me and seek for my good and to make my the best decisions possible. So I would love to talk with my guardian angel and with a person would be uh, Michelle Obama. I love her story. I admire her. She's a strong. She's very strong, very inspiring woman. I would love to be with. Uh, well, take coffee with her. Um, I'm interested in the guardian angel thing, though. Is that is that part? Of, is are you Catholic? Yes, I'm Catholic. Okay, and so as far as the guardian angels go, um, is this someone? Is a is a guardian angel someone in heaven? Well, I think that we all, um, my believing is that we all have a guardian angel since the day we were born. Okay. We, I think that um, every human is assigned a personal angel who is uh, with you side by side in every step of the way until the day you die. Uh, but you have all, and other angels, for example, I believe that I have my mother as an angel and my grandparent as an angel. I, um, when I, before the competition, I, I pray uh, to God uh, to give me strength. And also I, I seek for my angels and I talk with them and I say it like, oh my God, angels, guardian angel, mommy angel, grandfather angel. <laughs> And every other angel who's who's watching me, please, 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 um, can you talk with God and tell me to give me strength? And I'm gonna do whatever it takes to 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 do the best as I the best that I could. But please, a little help in my crisis would be nice. So that's what I think. Okay, that's awesome. Um- what is your one message to send to the world, Andrea? Oh, just don't give up. Mm. Keep pursuing your dreams. You, 
in the way of, of your dream, you are going to meet incredible people. You are going to meet people that make you feel uh, comfortable, happy. Yeah. But in the way, you always find people who who wish you bad and tell you that you don't, you are not in a in the good way. You need to do things that the society thinks that it's the the correct path, but you don't have to listen to them. You need to pursue your dream because if you are a good person and if you have um, like a dream in the bottom of your heart and you think you act and you work for it, it everything is possible. That's my message to the world. And feel confident uh, you're gonna make it. I know you're gonna make it. And you are living proof to pursue your <laughs> dreams even when people tell you to do something else. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Well, congratulations again. I'm so excited to have another runner to cheer for that I didn't know about before the Marathon Project. And um, it's just so exciting to see where your career is going to take you. Thank you, Liz Lindsay. And I'm very, I feel very uh, well, very happy that you you seek for me and that we have this podcast. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Oh, thank you, Andrea. Best of luck figuring out the sponsorships and and the training for the, the track season and, and, of course, Tokyo. Thank you, Lindsay. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Andrea, for coming on the show and sharing your story. You all go follow Andrea on Instagram. She is Andy, A-N-D-I-I-E-L-I-M-O-N over there. Let her know that you're cheering her on and give her some support over there. You could find me on Instagram. I am lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter at lindsayhine. And we have a Facebook group as well. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. I so appreciate you all being here today. Have a happy new year and everything we talked about, including the sponsor information, the Michelob Mile, anything at all is linked up in the show notes at lindsayhine.com. We also have a listener survey over there. We're collecting information from listeners for 2021. And if you have a minute, we would appreciate it if you would fill that out for us. The link to that will be in the show notes as well. All right. Have a really great rest of your Friday. Happy New Year. And we will see you next Friday.